Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, here it is. It's the predominant story of the day. Justin Trudeau, I guess, watching with rapt fascination, as are most of us, to see uh, what his fortunes would be all about with his chief uh, or principal secretary or former uh, Jerry Butts testifying before the Justice Committee up in Ottawa earlier today. That's our point of departure as we welcome friends into the studio at an earlier hour. Ernie Eves, a former premier and finance minister here in the province. How's Ernie? I'm great. How are you, John? Likewise fine. John Turley, you were at Risk Management Consultant, specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets. John? Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, Catherine Swift is with us on the line, uh, former president and CEO of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Not Canadian Taxpayers, Canadian Federation of Independent Business. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. See, when you're not here... (laughs) And present in a studio, I keep thinking you're Kevin Gadet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to go there, John. All right. Well, here's somewhere I want to go. Uh, with the Gerald Butts and uh, Michael Wernick testimony earlier today, you know, it seems to me like it really comes down to, because he was talking about it as well, a gray area between uh, her independence and the role of political staff. In fact, uh, that that's all this was, a misunderstanding or a misinterpretation from her end. He saw it differently. Or does it really rest on the credibility of one versus the other? Ernie, what's your thought? Well, I didn't have the opportunity to listen to it today or watch it, but my colleague here, John, was telling me that uh, apparently Jerry Butts said he had no idea that uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould has made it, had made up her mind on this. Right. Yet, he's the chief of staff. The prime minister knew. You know, Mr. Warnick knew. But he didn't know. I don't think Justin Trudeau went to the washroom without Jerry Butts' permission for the last three and a half years. So I find that very, very difficult to believe to start with. If if everybody was so lily white in this, why did Mr. Butts quit? He quit because he was too pure and didn't know any of this was going on? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it makes I mean, no sense. Well, all right. And so that's the public perception, which does carry a lot of weight uh, relative to all these other considerations when, you know, they're getting down into the weeds and the testimony and the spin doctors come out. It's really just a snapshot from 30,000 feet. Do you believe him? Do you believe her? Uh, Do you think when he says, yeah, he didn't know until just her testimony last week that her decision was final? I mean, I almost gagged on my coffee watching. <laughs> right, I, you know. So I don't think it's it's just down to perceptions. It's it's down to uh, what I would say. You know, what is his story and how does it line up? So, for example, we know the the clerk of the Privy Council knew uh, that a decision had been made. Uh, now he's a deputy minister to the prime minister. Are you telling me that uh, that Mr. Butts, who works so closely with the prime minister, doesn't have didn't have a conversation with the deputy his deputy? I mean, that sounds absolutely absurd. So what you want the public to believe is that they are so incompetent in terms of communicating amongst themselves that Mr. Butts didn't understand that a decision had been made or that the people who went to speak to uh, the, the justice minister didn't communicate back to Mr. Butts what she had said to him. I mean, really, are they treating Canadians like idiots? Yes, they are. It's a ridiculous 
uh, and for the Justice Committee to deny um, the former Justice Minister to come back and speak, which they did today in, in response to Mr. Butts, is another affront to democracy and our intelligence. All right, and Catherine, it does stretch credulity to John's point as well when Lisa Raitt, as part of the Justice Committee, asked to secure the phone uh, for, you know, uh, that they could actually have verifiable communications with all of the the parties in play here, uh, that was denied. That was voted down by the liberal majority. Does that now, along with the butts testimony and the lack of maybe credibility, uh, dig them a further hole? Uh, in other words, he did not mitigate the damage or stanch the bleeding. He actually dug deeper. No, I think they did dig deeper for sure. Uh, and and um, they've been digging deeper for a while now. This, this has so many tentacles to it, this story. They, they've changed their story so many times, as we know, that obviously they're hiding lots, or that, or that wouldn't be the case. Um, I thought the fact that, you know, they asked, they asked Butts off the top, uh, well, they asked the committee to require him to be sworn, so that there was, you know, there was some, uh, some seriousness to his testimony. That, of course, was voted down. They voted down having uh, Wilson Raybould come again and be able to rebut what was said today, uh, you know, they voted down anything that would have really permitted some true transparency here. And I did see, I did watch it today like a junkie, like a nutcase. Uh, anyway, and, uh, and the thing that struck me about Butts' test, it boiled down to two things. One was uh, Wilson Raybould is lying. She didn't, he didn't use the lie word because that would be, you know, that wouldn't be nice. But he basically said, she's lying. And he also said a lot I don't recall, come on, that nobody watching that could believe for a second he was telling the truth. You know, the other thing that was curious, and I brought this up earlier, it sounds almost conspiratorial, that uh, when the cabinet shuffle was happening, uh, they offered her Indigenous services. And she turned it down saying, you know, I couldn't take it in all good conscience because this was sort of uh, informed by the Indian Act, which I've been railing against all my life. Uh, therefore, I don't want anything to do with this file. And Butts in his testimony earlier today said, geez, I, I should have known that. He didn't anticipate that. I'm almost guessing that this guy is devious to a point where it's a Machiavellian thing, but he set her up to fail. Am I wrong about that, Ernie? Um, well... I mean, this is all about a fairly basic principle. It's about the principle of whether or not politics or politicians should be interfering in our justice system. And the federal crown prosecutor in this case made her case that they should proceed with this charge against SNC-Lavalin. The attorney general and justice minister backed that up. She said, this is what our independent crown thinks and this is what I'm doing. And despite of all of that, we have this lobbying that went on really way back to when they were elected in 2015. They changed the law in 2017 to accommodate SNC-Lavalin so they could drop the criminal charges or not proceed against them. And then they hit it on page 202, I believe, of an omnibus budget bill. If, it, if they want to be transparent, why didn't they ask Jody Wilson-Raybould to present that in a separate piece of legislation? I think we know the answer to that. A, because they knew she'd refuse or she'd already refused, so they decided to bury it in the budget bill. And then they're still considering, every time I hear a Liberal cabinet minister or the prime minister speak, they're saying, well, you know, it's about the jobs at SNC-Lavalin. This reminds me of Donald Trump and Khashoggi's issue, you know. Well, you know, so they killed that guy, but we're doing $500 billion a year in business with the Saudis, so go ahead and kill as many journalists as you want. 
Well, they're justifying totally unethical, inappropriate action, political interference in the, in the justice system by saying, well, it's all about the jobs. That's BS. That is. isn't what it's about. It's about political interference in our justice system, which was, in my opinion, calculated for the last three and a half years. And now they're, they're caught changed, out. They're, they're changing the channel constantly, though. This is it. I mean, when, when, the, when the earlier arguments didn't fly, well, that she, she should have told us. This came out again today with both Wernick and Butts, that, well, if she was, you know, disgruntled about being overly pressured, why didn't she tell us? I mean, it's all, it's all you know, blame, blame the woman, blame the woman. And it, it, I think this totally comes down to he said, she said. And, Except we uh, now have Jane and, Philpott. <laughs> and, well, there, there's a, it, she, yeah, he said, he said, she said, she said. And, <laughs> but it, they have to demand, and, and this is where public opinion, we've seen the liberals when they wanted to do stuff, and they got the majority government, so they, got, they do have the club to do it. But we've seen them, for example, when they wanted to change a lot of the way the House of Commons works and, and to, to, to be able to limit the opposition's pr uh, participation and so on, Every, there was enough public outrage that they backed off it, and that was that happened twice. You know, so there there have been a lot of examples where they wanted to do something really dictatorial, but it was so outrageous, the outcry was so great that they backed off. They, if, if Jody Wilson-Raybould does not get to testify again, they should have Philpot come before this committee as well. But this is where the pressure has to be on from the general public, the media, you know, everyone interested in this, which frankly should be able to uh, to really put the pressure on and say, no, we're not going to let you pull a fast one here. We need to hear from those people again. Well, and then there's the issue of uh, Gerald Butt's phone or uh, his computer and whatever else they can second here as evidence. Uh, that was denied as well in a five to four vote by the liberal majority but on the, this. But this is why the Justice Committee is a joke. Uh, you know, it's it's misnamed. It should be, you know, the the Liberal uh, Paper Over Committee. Uh, you know, it, and and it's why we actually need a either you know a, a full judicial inquiry or a, certainly an RCMP investigation. Because wh how can any Canadian have any confidence in this? I mean, it's so blatantly partisan, and it doesn't bring forward the proper questions that Canadians deserve answers to. It is really a, a it is a black day in our in our democracy. Well, let's come back and uh, see if we can lighten things up somewhat. Uh, Ernie Eves, John Turley, Heward, Catherine Swift on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.